0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Will Gray, who does golf content for NBC Sportsbed, as well as the former writer of the Golf Channel, and he joins us now. Will, appreciate it, man. How are you doing this afternoon?
1: I'm doing well. Always good to be back chatting with you guys.
0: Absolutely. It's always good to have you on, man. And I guess I want to ask you for this, because I know we're going to dive into a lot of stuff, but... What do you make of the current state of golf and with the LIV situation and guys that are leaving or guys that got offered an inordinate amount of money to leave, but maybe they're staying. And then there's some people that aren't even commenting on it. It seems like it's pretty chaotic right now, but what do you make of the current state of it?
1: Yeah, you got about an hour and a half and we can, (laughs) we can dissect the current state of golf. Uh, There's a lot going on for for a sleepy summer time. Uh, I will say this golf is is one of those old school sports. that's kind of you know, a sport that fears change, uh, for lack of a better term. You know, you always play the same courses. You lean on your history of, you know, 60, 80, 100 years, whatever. And right now it is a, a point of inflection for golf where there is there is change afoot. And no one really knows what the forecast is going to look like, you know, two, three, five years down the road. No one can really say with certainty, hey, this is what the landscape of pro golf is going to look like. You're right. We have, we have defections. We have people resigning. Uh, you know, their PGA Tour membership, which is something as of, you know, four days ago, I didn't know you could do. Uh, but apparently you can. And a lot of guys have done it. They're not a lot, but a few. Uh, and, and it's going to continue to change as we have this this live golf event over in London this week. It's going to be the first, uh, you know, kind of drop in the in the bucket. And then we'll see how far the ripple effects extend. There's the U.S. Open next week. But uh, already it's been an eventful uh, spring into summer. And I don't think that's going to slow down or stop any soon.
2: What do you think of uh, golf is an individual sport, but with live, it's more of a team concept. And that's something that could draw players in, but also keep certain players away. So the difference in these two tournaments in in these tours is the team concept with live. So what do you think of that overall?
1: Uh, I think that they're they're adding a team concept in addition to the individual with the live, but that's not the big difference the big difference is, is dollars uh and these guys are throwing around a ton of money and that's part of the the and part of the controversy because this is a tour that is backed by the saudi public investment fund so it's you know the entire regime of saudi arabia and all that entails those are the people that are are funding this event but you hear the numbers that are reported I mean dustin johnson made a move the report is that he got 125 million dollars guaranteed and phil mickelson who was the latest entry uh, probably got even more than that so yes there's a team uh aspects to it yes it's different they're playing there's no cut of advance there's 54 holes instead of 72 they're doing shotgun starts the guys are going to start on different holes but uh the, the big difference for this and the big thing that is getting guys to sign on for what is definitely not a sure thing i mean this could turn into the xfl of golf very quickly uh if, if it doesn't go right but um it's the guaranteed money it's, it's the fact that not only do these guys sign up for these incredible sums to get started. But now this, this tournament purse this week, the winner's going to get 4 mil, and the, the winning team splits 3 mil, and the last place guy out of 48 is walking away with $120,000 guaranteed, which for some of the guys at the bottom of the, the field list, guys that have struggled to get corn ferry tour starts or struggled to get uh, their footing as a professional, one hundred twenty grand guaranteed, that goes a long way, and that's, that's a lot of the reason that they, they sign up for it.
0: Now, Will, you mentioned, uh, you know, Saudi backing up uh, this financially, and, and them being in this position, which I think is what's the craziest thing. It's not like an upstart company that's having to scrape by with, uh, with you know, cash flow problems. Like they have a ton of money, but why did they go down this venture? Why golf? Why did they decide that this was something that not only they wanted to do, but to put so much money behind? Because it seems like it's almost just so random, considering how strong the PGA tour has been for so long for them to come in and try to go down this venture and down this road.
1: Well I mean I think the term that comes up is sports watching and it's just an effort to use, you know, sports as a front to give legitimacy to, to the government and to the the regime and, and to kind of gloss over some of the things that they don't really want to talk about, frankly. Uh and so I think that what happened with with them is that they got their their toe in the water with the European tour. They've had the tournament called the Saudi International for the last, I think, four or five years. And they've gotten big names to play. Dustin Johnson's won it twice. Graham McDowell won it. Both of those guys are now part of the list. Phil Mickelson went to play it. Bryson DeChambeau, uh, Tony Fina. There were a lot of Americans that went and played it when it had European Tour status. And and that was kind of the seed that that then sprouted into into this rogue and and splinter group. And and I think that, you know, you mentioned it. The problems of the PGA Tour, and you think back a few months ago, and Rory McIlroy, Proclaimed it's dead in the water. That you know, all the guys came out, and everyone, when Phil Mickelson's comments, you know, kind of lit the world on fire. Everyone ran away, and it seemed like this thing was done. But the problem is, the money is not going away. These guys are going to be sitting there with nine-figure checks ready to go, and that that nine-figure check doesn't go away in three months, or six months, or twelve months. This is going to be a persistent and consistent threat for the PGA Tour for some of their top stars. Because all it takes is, is a moment's notice, and they say, all right, let's, let's go. I'm going to go do it, kind of like what happened with Dustin Johnson this week, even though in February he had a, a statement that said, I'm I'm loyal to the PGA Tour. I'm, I'm excited for the future. And then all of a sudden, a few months passed, and, and he decided to take the money and run.
2: Well, money changed everything in Dustin Johnson's situation. Is he the player that was the most surprising when you saw this list of players that were involved in this?
1: Yeah, I think he was certainly the biggest name. I mean, they're going to need to get some cachet to get people inv- invested in this, to get a, a, a television deal. You know, this, this tournament this weekend is going to stream on YouTube and on their website, as far as I know. But but if you're looking forward for a roadmap for the next couple of years, you need some big names. And they do have some some bigger names. You know, you've got Louis a former Open champion and top 20 in the world. I think a guy that was interesting is Taylor Gooch. who's an American. Uh, he's 30 years old. He's coming off a career year on the PGA Tour. And, and I thought that he was someone that, that would have been more receptive to the pitch from the PGA Tour and from Commissioner Jay Monahan that said, hey, listen, guys, we've got you. We're going to take care of you. The persons are going to go up exponentially over here. You don't need to worry about, you know, what's on the other side of the fence. But he decided to, you know, potentially cash in on, on a career best standing and, and he's going to go ahead uh, and make the plunge. But other than that, I, I think that the field is a lot of the people that we thought it would be. It's a lot of aging veterans and players that you know, if you think in terms of team sports with NFL, you know, you're looking for one last contract and and ride off into the sunset. So it's some 40 somethings with a lot of cachet, Guys like Ian Poulter, Graham McDowell, Lee Westwood, and certainly Phil Mickelson uh, is, is someone that has been at the center of this for months and months. So it was no surprise to see him out at the field on Monday.
0: Speaking with Will Gray, uh, does golf content for NBC Sports Bet here on Out of Bounds on the Jones and Son Bridal and Fine Jewelry hotline. So, Will, what what do you think the end game is on this? Because I know that that's pretty uncertain right now, as far as you know, who's doing what, and when, and how, and what's the timeline. But just in your opinion, how do you think this all plays out as far as the role that the PGA plays on top of Liv?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that the the Live Golf people are coming up from an approach of like we can all coexist and and we have no problem if our players play PGA Tour events. It's the tour that is is kind of drawing the line in the sand and saying, no, no, no. If you go and play with these guys, you would lose your membership or you're going to face suspensions or penalties with us. So, uh, you know, these next couple months, these next couple years are going to be very interesting to see, you know, how the live series goes, what sort of, you know, big names, not only do they already have, but which ones do they keep? And which ones do they add? I mean, we've heard whispers about guys like Ricky Fowler and Bryson DeChambeau, uh, potentially as, as players who may add this, you know, down the line or, or even later this year. So, uh, that a lot is going to hinge on how the best players play and what sort of legitimacy uh, they're going to be able to get. They found out today that the U.S. Open is going to allow the live golf players to play next week. And so I would expect that the RNA will do the same at, at the Open Championship, the British Open, next month. And, and honestly, if it's a situation where these guys can go and they can take the guaranteed money and play uh, eight or ten events overseas and then just play the four majors, that's going to be a problem for the PGA Tour because then it, it does create an opposite situation where, hey, these are the tournaments, these are the four tournaments that everyone's going to care about, and you don't you don't run any of them. And and so you can suspend me from, you know, the Crown Plaza Invitational and the RSM Classic, but I don't really care if I've got, you know, 20 $30, 40000000 million sitting in the bank from the other guys.
2: So does that hold a form with the PGA Championship as far as a major and the PGA has no say-so with that one?
1: Yeah, I mean, all the, that, that's the problem for the Tour is that the four majors are run by other organizations. So, the PG, you know, we're getting inside the weeds here for, for golf. But, yeah, the PGA of America, which is different from the PGA Tour, is the governing body that runs the PGA Championship. So the biggest event that the PGA Tour itself runs is the Players, the Players' Championship, the TPC Sawgrass. So these guys would not be able to play in that for sure. But when it comes to the four majors, when you're talking about the Open, the U.S. Open, the Masters, and the PGA, I think there is definitely a path. Uh, right now at least, to where, uh, you know, these guys would still be allowed to play. Now the question is going to be, are they going to continue to be able to qualify for those events? Are you going to be able to to keep up your world ranking at a high enough level to, to still make the Masters or make the U.S. Open? That remains to be seen, but at least for now, the top guys like Dustin Johnson, like we were you thinking, there does seem to be a path for them to just take this money and then still play in the four events that they cared most about.
0: So it, it kind of sounds like that maybe, uh, you know, PGA and the way they have the relationship with all the majors, it's almost like college football where you have uh, the college football playoff is its own entity and the NCAA kind of handles everything else because of how lucrative those organizations are on their own of being those big-time majors.
1: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, this is this is a situation where golf five families, so to speak, have kind of been locked up throughout this. Uh, but now the problem is that the PGA Tour is the one that has the incentive to – you know, potentially bar players or suspend players or whatever. But when it comes to the four majors and those governing bodies that say, I care about one week a year and I care about making sure the best players in the world are are teeing it up at at Brookline for the U.S. Open, for example, next week, they don't really have the incentives to say, well, no, because you played in this event over there, you're not going to be allowed to play in ours. So uh, I don't know that the the PGA score, you know, they're going to make a pitch, I'm sure. They're going to want to have a united front uh, to try and camp this thing out as, as quickly and as efficiently as possible. But I don't know that the tour is going to be able to convince those governing bodies and the groups that do run the four major championships um, you know, that they that they have any incentive to, to keep these players out. When I mean, you think about the Masters, you've got three Masters champions in the last five years uh, or ten years that are, that are playing here. You've got Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, and Sergio Garcia. I have a hard time seeing the Masters with all their story and tradition and the, the Champions Dinner on Tuesday. I have a tough time seeing them say, no, 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 guys, you've got to turn in your green jackets, you got to go home. Uh, you're not welcome here this week. Uh, it seems to me that they will still be able to scroll down Magnolia Lane just like they have in previous years.
2: Now we're talking about Liv just getting started, but if uh, – and, and some big names have been offered and, and have turned it down. Jack Nicholas, he turned down 100 mil to run the whole thing and be the face of the organization. Tiger Woods, they offered him a certain amount of money. But could you see the PGA giving in at some point if this thing is long standing? And you have a guy like a Tiger Woods who has and has been the face of golf for a long time, and now they're going to tell Tiger Woods you can't play on this PGA tour if you're going to do the, if you're going to go over there. At, at some point, you would think that they would probably give in.
1: Yeah, I don't know that they're. First of all, I don't think the Tiger is ever going to play this tour. Uh, you know, he's not playing next week. He, he's not playing any tour right now because his body is, is once again on the DL. But I, I don't think that he's ever really going to be a realistic participant with this. I, I think that the problem could be two or three years down the road, you know, what is the, the feeder system for golf? What does that look like? And if you're a 22-year-old, you're the top-ranked amateur in the world, are you going to, you know, the corn Ferry Tour? And are you, are you doing this path for the PGA Tour to set forth? Or are you going to go and play the live events and, and make some cash to get your career started and then figure it out from there? Uh, so, I, I, you know, the PGA Tour is certainly not in a position to acquiesce. Anytime soon, you know they thought they had this thing beaten in March. Jay Monahan had a very, uh, what I would call, celebratory press conference uh, at the Players Championship where he said, "Hey, you know, we've we've had this discussion. Our players came together, and we're moving on." And certainly, the landscape in June looks a lot different than it did in March. Now it's it's not this theoretical argument or, or a conceptual thing. It's a it's a living, breathing golf tournament with with guys teeing up on Thursday and and the guys that you know and they're playing for a lot of money. So. Uh, I think that's going to kind of change how the PGA Tour is going to have to handle this. And, and I do think that there's a chance that it could become a, a real threat to their business model, so to speak. Uh, I, I don't think that they're going to give in anytime soon, just like I don't think Tiger's going to be there. Uh, but I do think that a couple of years down the line, this could be kind of changing the, the fundamental landscape of what pro golf looks like and what options exist for younger players as they try and get their career started.
0: Now, well, I guess at the end of the day, when it comes to just the game of golf, people wonder, is this good? Everything that's going on, is it good for the game of golf? Is it bad for the game of golf? Is it hard to tell at this point in time? What do you think this all is going as far as what's going on for the game of golf itself?
1: Yeah, I'm definitely torn. Uh, I, you know, Listen, I, I think a lot of this, there's, there's probably a, a bit of a motivation from the live folks, that, and Greg Norman specifically, who tried to form a world tour to break away from the PGA Tour back in the mid-'90s, and it didn't go anywhere. So this is kind of, he still has this axe to grind 25 years later. But a lot of it, they wanted to end up in court, because they wanted to be this antitrust, you know, monopoly sort of situation where they say that, you know, the PGA Tour, you know, has their their hand on the throat of, of pro golf and, and they really don't have a standing to do that where they should be allowed as players to have other places to play and they're independent contractors and, and the tour is kind of you know a, a, a monopoly functionally if not in name so uh there, there's a lot of that esoteric stuff that, that could shake out i i think that Ultimately, there are, the problem is there are a lot of changes that could be made to the pro golf model, and I do think that the CJ Tour uh, could make some changes. I don't think that any of the changes that are proposed here really address, like, hey, let's try and, and change golf for the better. You know, a shotgun start, a 54-hole event, not the novelty on that stuff is, is going to wear out very quickly, and, and I do think that the source of the money is the problem. It's a problem. It's a big reason why guys like Rory McIlroy uh, were so outspoken and saying, I'm not going to deal with it because I, I'm not comfortable with where the money is coming from. Um, and that's not going to change anytime soon. Uh, so it's going to be somewhat of an, an optics issue for the guys that, that are going over there. And you know, today they had press conferences where you know Graham McDonald was playing, he described the, the murder of you know Jamal Khashoggi in the Saudi embassy. He called it the Khashoggi situation, which is you know is, is an incredible euphemism for you know a brutal murder. And and so there's there's a little bit of that that makes you kind of uncomfortable with how how things are going to be going down, and, and that's never going to change and never going to leave this particular uh, splinter group. But at the same time, yeah, I, I think that there are parts of the pro golf landscape where it wouldn't hurt to have a little bit change.
2: What are some of the problems that the players are having with the PGA Tour? Because you heard a guy like Sergio Garcia saying he can't wait to get away from the Tour, and he's obviously playing in this live tournament. But what, what are some of the issues that players are having with PGA specifically?
1: Yeah, I think that a lot of this stems from in you know, some of the comments that Phil Mickelson made earlier in the year. Um, and it goes back even further than that. The top guys have felt like they have not been properly compensated. You know, the thought is, if, if I'm buying a ticket, uh, you know, the random, uh, you know, the Tennessee Open or whatever, I'm going because I'm going to follow one of like five or ten or maybe 15 guys in the field. I'm not, you know, the, the 102nd player, in a one hundred and forty man field is not selling any tickets themselves. Everyone's going for the couple of guys at the top, but then once you tee it up on Thursday, there's no guaranteed money. It's a meritocracy. And if you miss the cut, you get zero. If you win, you get a million, a million two, whatever, uh, regardless of what your name is. And so that's, you know, th- that was the evolution of the of the PIP, you know, where they're they're throwing money essentially at the top guys just because they have influence on on social media. They're trying to find ways to fund, you know, the one percent of pro golf and try and make sure that they're uh, effectively compensated, but I, I think that that's a lot of where where this came from and also this, you know, the independent contractor status that, that golfers have where they say, listen, this is great. The key the to this is I can play 8, 10, 12 times a year. I don't have to be out traveling the world 25, 30 weeks a year. The PGA Tour makes players you know add an event that you haven't played in the last four years to make sure that you get random guys at the John Deere Classic or the Canadian Open that, that will sell tickets essentially. Uh, so there are a lot of those sort of you know, backroom discussions that have been bubbling up for the last couple of years. And then that, you know, to your earlier point, the, the people that created this league and this tour, they were aware of those issues, and that's why they're trying to capitalize on it.
0: Well, Will, we really appreciate you joining us, man, making a lot things clearer for us, because I know it's a pretty complicated issue. But uh, still, the game of golf will go on, man, and it should be exciting to see how this all plays out. But we appreciate you hopping on with us this afternoon.
1: Yeah, no problem. They'll all be there next week at the U.S. Open, and then maybe we'll put this aside for a week and then go on. Good talking to you guys.